0: Sairam and welcome to our weekly series Tryst with Divinity where we bring you stories of devotees who have been touched by the love of Bhagawan Sri Satyasai Sai Baba. Today we have for you a conversation with Dr. Alan Levy a practicing modern psychoanalyst from Westport, Connecticut, USA. In this episode, Dr. Levy shares how Swami Personally guided him on the principles and art of meditation. In conversation with Dr. Levy is Radio Sai's Bishop Prashty, and this was recorded in the studios of Radio Sai in August 2011.
1: Sairam, Dr. Alan Levy and welcome to the studios of Radio Sai. In fact, I should say welcome once again to the studios of Radio Sai because you were with us just a couple of months ago and I think it was in May 2011 and you shared about your journey to Swami, how you were captivated by His voice, by His message and how you slowly transformed yourself from being a teenager searching for meaning in life to someone who is now helping so many find meaning in their life? That was really beautiful. You know, the journey from a lost teenager to becoming a Psy psychoanalyst. That was fascinating and moving. And in fact we already published this entire conversation on our website, radiosci.org. I think you you probably must have seen it.
2: Yes, I did, and I was very surprised. Surprised? I didn't know who it was when I read the title, <laughs> and I was interested in finding out was this person. And when I actually looked at the article, I saw my parents' picture there and uh, several pictures of myself, and I was so surprised. I went to my wife, I said, look what they did. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. Another important thing you shared in the previous
1: conversation was how Swami trained and personally guided you on the principles and the art of meditation. We did talk about it a little in the previous conversation. And I think this is something very significant because though there are any number of occasions uh, uh, when we have heard Swami talking about love, about service, about selflessness and similar topics to small groups or even to large congregations. When it comes to topic like meditation, I think he has spoken very little and only to a few. And you have had that opportunity to listen and be guided by Swami in this spiritual practice. And in the changed circumstances that we are in today, where we no more have the privilege of witnessing his physical form, I think seeing and feeling him internally, has become really very vital and uh, very necessary. Meditation, in my opinion, has a big role to play now in facilitating us to experience him. That's why I feel let us dwell today on this uh, theme of meditation. So if someone were to ask you why at all should we meditate, what would be your
2: answer? Well, I'm very, very happy to be able to share with Everyone and to be here, Shanti Niliam, in the presence of yourself and the Radio Sai staff, you're doing a great thing for the world in sharing Swami's teachings. From the moment I came to Swami in 1978, after about four days, Swami called the group I was within, which included Hilda Charlton, who was a wonderful meditation teacher. And Swami immediately started the group interview with what is meditation? And everybody said something, of course, and all of it was wrong. (laughs) And Swami said, no one can teach meditation. It is something as natural as the breath. Everyone has the right to be able to meditate. You can only share the process of what it means to arrive at meditation and then swami described the three steps of the meditational process concentration as the first step contemplation as the process where there is a feeling involved with the meditational process love and peace inspiration inspiring feelings and thoughts about god and then the mind is transcended And that transcendence of the mind, going beyond thought and feeling even into the divine oneness, is the actual practice of meditation, and that is the meditational state. So, these three levels or ways of approaching meditational practice is extremely beneficial to the individual. It's beneficial on the physical level, and physiologically brings deep, deep rest to the body, to the heart, as well as to all of the organ systems. And it actually has been measured neurophysiologically to be deeper than deep sleep. Cannot replace deep sleep, however, because it is not quite the same process as deep sleep and its function is a little bit different. But value of rest. Attributed to the meditational practice of 20 minutes is deeper than deep sleep. And so, do you know that if the pharmacy companies could bottle this and cap- makes it into capsules, mm-hmm. it would be the golden cash cow <laughs> of <laughs> all pharmaceutical companies. Of mm-hmm. course, they can't, so they never talk about it. But it definitely is a curative agent for all physical ailments, all of them, even genetic to some degree. Now, on the mental level and emotional level, of course, we know what it does for the mind. Swami says that meditational practice is for the mind. It's a cleansing and a purifying process that the mind undergoes. As well, the heart, in its feeling world, undergoes purification. So the emotions are purified. It's a release of the past stresses of the past. We can say stress is karma, past karmas. That are influencing us negatively, maybe even positively, because even golden chains bind, as Swami has said. So, this practice of meditational process allows the attachments and desires of the mind, as Swami has said, to dissolve. Even the underlying vasanas that underlie the attachments and desires from one life to another that carry over dissolve through meditational practice if one is ardent and sincere enough about it. You are saying we should meditate because
1: at the physiological level it can give us a rest which is much much more than what you get if you are in deep sleep. Yes. So it is helpful to you physically Yes, And it is helpful to you mentally because it will help you to get over your past. It will help you to dissolve your desires and impurities.
2: Yes. Is there something more to meditation? Why we should meditate? Yes. So these are the side benefits, the secondary benefits of meditation or practice. They are not the primary purpose. The primary purpose is to find... Swami, and our God-Self inside ourself by looking inward in an introspective way. We turn the mind from the perception of the world through the five senses, the sensory perceptions, we close our eyes, and we turn it 180 degrees inside. And inside our own self, in our soul and beyond, we find our oneness with God We find our oneness with Swami. We find our oneness with Swami as form, and we find our oneness with Swami as formless. And that is liberation. In the moments that we are meditating, we experience in our deepest moments of meditation freedom, peace of mind, perfect oneness at times. And even if a meditational practice does not yield those immediate results, it will, with regularity of practice, each day with regular, sincere, persistent, persevering sadhana of meditational practice will yield those results if we take what we find in our meditational practice and bring it to help others through love and our understanding that we are one.
1: So if I get what you are saying, meditation will help us to go within. Yes. Yes. And experience the peace that is locked in our heart. Yes. And if someone were to ask why I should do this, I think the answer is that is what we are looking for all the time. We want happiness. We want peace. And we are looking for it outside all the time, unknowing that it is actually within. That's right.
2: We are our own temple of God. God dwells in our heart, even beyond the heart. And we are a walking, living temple. We are the embodiments of love, as Swami has said so many times, the embodiments of God. We are God, as Swami is. And we only have to realize that. And so, where is there to go? And what is there to do when we know this of ourselves? Through all our sadhana, but especially meditation, because. Meditation is like an exponentially catalytic agent that increases the intensity and value of all the sadhana that we do. Okay, so you are saying if we are
1: doing meditation, it will help us to be
2: more effective in our other spiritual practices. That's right. And it will intensify the results. Of course, we are not attached to the results because we surrender the result to to God. We give it at the feet of Swami. That is up to Swami, but it will bring quicker results. So, if I might put it in another way,
1: if you are one who is interested in doing service, meditation will help us to serve better. Absolutely. If we are one who is interested in singing bhajans. Meditation will help us to sing bhajans better. Absolutely. Can you
2: explain this more? Can you elaborate on this? Can you say how is this going to happen? So, for instance, when we're engaged in seva, where we find that we are serving ourselves and another that is less fortunate than we are in having the material necessities of life, or having health, or whatever it may be, we know that we are one. We experience that we are one because we know that we have experienced the oneness of peace and God when we have meditated. So we have experienced a depth of ourself that brings us this awareness. And so when we act in this world for the sake of others, and always we are trying to be more acting in this world for the sake of others, less and less selfish, then we know that we are actually serving ourselves because we can see ourselves in the other person. This is what meditation actually brings. So this it experience. is not only an intellectual understanding
1: of the concept that uh, we are all one, that the other person is same as me, that the same spirit is then the other person, but when you meditate, you actually experience that oneness. So once you experience that oneness, you can
2: actually live that principle in your life more effectively that's absolutely true swami has written in a letter i happen to have a copy of this letter he wrote to hilda when she had gone back to america in 66 1966 and in this letter she was giving meditation classes in new york city to hundreds of people every thursday night and swami wrote i am aware of your meditation classes this is very good And it is important that all that attend the classes realize that the meditational process is only for one purpose. And that purpose is to promote a more loving attitude, a more loving action towards all people as brothers and sisters in God. And if meditation brings that awareness and people act in a more loving way towards each other, and the purpose of meditating is truly served. Otherwise, it is a true waste of time. I think
1: this is really significant.
2: Meditation is not for us to just
1: experience something within and give us a feeling that we are growing spiritually, that we are becoming enlightened, or or that we are becoming more holier than the other person. (laughs) Meditation is not that. If meditation doesn't help us, to be more loving towards the other person, if meditation doesn't
2: help us to see God in the other person, then it is no meditation. That is correct. And along this line, is very, very important to be aware that if meditation brings a feeling of I'm more spiritual than anybody else, that has actually resulted in greater ego rather than less ego. And how can we find freedom and oneness in love in God with greater ego. It is impossible. So, true meditation brings the awareness that I am really nothing. God is all. God is all in everyone. And this is the only purpose of life, to serve God as God in ourself and God in everyone together in love. Serve God in everyone in love. That is the only purpose of life really. Swami came here to this earth for a very short time, this only 85 years according to the Julian calendar, 95 years according to the ancient Indian astrological lunar calendar. And for that short time, he was perfectly free the entire time. He, it was never a moment where he lost consciousness of oneness with God, even from birth, as he has said. And yet all he did was love all, serve all, and give as much as he could to everyone all the time without any thought of himself. He was just perfect love incarnate. This is God. This is the oneness of God as it truly is in giving an example for how to live on earth. So when we are meditating, we are trying to find our oneness in God just as Swami lived it. We are trying to find our oneness with Sai, as he lived on earth. And if we find that oneness, we realize that we have the same purpose, the same purpose on earth, to love all, serve all, and help everyone who is in need when the opportunity comes to us.
1: That's wonderful. Now let me ask you another question. We know the world that we live in today is so different. And if you say someone that, you know, you should meditate. He or she would probably say that, you know, you have no clue of how difficult it is for me to find time for anything in my life. You have no clue of how I don't find even for my domestic duties and household responsibilities. Where is the time? Life is so fast now. Where is the time to to take, you know, 15-20 minutes out in the morning and sit and just do nothing. I mean, just sit and meditate. I don't think it is practical. We are
2: living in a different world. This is the mind speaking. We brush our teeth every day. We wash our bodies every day. We eat every day.
1: But if I don't do all those things, I cannot lead my life. I have to do this.
2: Those are the basic things I have to do every day. I can't help it. And washing our mind and purifying and washing our heart every day is as important and even more important than brushing our teeth and feeding our body actually as much as we do. But you might say, I don't have the time. I just don't can't find it, which some people say. I'm that just is, playing the devil's advocate, yeah. And so, it, good. Yes. So we can, devil is God too, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's nice. So all one. But the fact of the matter is, When we meditate, we become more efficient about what we do. We think more clearly. We can arrive at decisions that are correct more easily. We can think through and organize our day with greater efficiency. Everything that we do becomes more effective. And in the end, it saves far more time than it actually has taken. This is what I found over the 40 years I have been meditating. That's great. So,
1: we are saying that if you are a professional... And uh, if you took two hours to complete a particular assignment, try meditation. Try 10 minutes, 15 minutes of meditation every morning and see it for a week. Is it helping you to improve your productivity? Are you able to do what you are doing in two hours now in, say, one and a half hours? Very good. Because meditation is a process by which our mind becomes sharp it's like the concentrating the rays of the sun through a magnifying glass the power becomes so immense it can burn the paper i think that is what meditation can do if you can sharpen your mind if your concentration
2: level increases that's absolutely true it is meditational practice on god that actually through love makes the mind focused it promotes willpower. Willpower, that's Ikshita important. shakti, I think it's called. Ikshta shakti. Iksha Will- shakti. Yes, willpower. Icha shakti, yes, willpower. Let's look at this clearly. Our mind in its muddle is going, going, going through desires and attachments, desires and attachments. It overshadows the buddhi. The buddhi, yes. The higher intellect. The mm. part of our self the higher mind that is actually in oneness with our soul-self and God. That being the case, it is like a cloudy day. And the sun is shining all the time, but we can't see it. But when we sit to meditate, we, through a mantric meditation, or through name and form, or through jyoti meditation, as Swami has taught it, or or any of the processes of meditation that Swami has shared, and He has shared many, we are allowed and we have enabled ourselves to transcend this muddled mind, the lower mind, the desires and the attachments. For a moment, we all can go through and transcend this lower mind. I have shared this with seven-year-olds in Haiti. Haiti? In Haiti. 500 people after the earthquake meditated, according to Swami's teachings, on So Hum. Breathing in so breathing out hum. And were in that few days that I shared this, that most of them reported that they had felt much, much better. And some of them even reported that for the first night, they slept through the entire night since the earthquake had happened. All ages learned, from 5, 7 years old, 5 to 7 years old, right through to 85 years old. They all practiced it. If they could do it, and they didn't even know Swami, then it is easy that as a devotee, we can easily take up this practice. Even if our mind is a muddled mess like a monkey mind and we can't concentrate very well, it doesn't matter. Once we sit down, close our eyes and say, so breathing in, hum breathing out mentally to ourselves, the mind will do whatever it does. It it releases stresses, karmas from the past. And when it does, the mind starts flying into other thoughts, because that's what happens when the dissolving of stresses occurs. The mind starts getting kicked into thoughts. But we can easily and comfortably and effortlessly come back to so breathing in, hum breathing out. And if we do that just for a few moments, whatever else happens, as long as we sit there for 15, 20 minutes, or even if we don't have time for 15 minutes, 10 minutes, 20 minutes is best, because the neurophysiology of the brain chemistry synchronizes the left and right hemispheres and the front and the back in 20 minutes. But if you don't have that much time, do what you have. So this process can be done effectively and easily without any effort. Just if we take the time to sit close our eyes and say, I'm not going to move my body for 15 minutes or 20 minutes. I'm not going to move from the spot. I'm just going to think about God. So breathing in, for instance, I'm breathing out.
1: Wonderful. Can you now lead a session of meditation? Can we have a demonstration of meditation? Can the listeners get an
2: idea of how they want to do this, if they want to do this? I would love to do that and I would like to invite all the listeners to share just for a moment that we do this together and take the time not to be disturbed while we can share meditation together. Yeah, and I joined the listeners. Oh, that's so nice. Okay. So in the beginning of meditation, we do three omes in honor of God and Swami and the lineage of this meditational practice, which is actually over 10,000 years old. We don't even know how long ago it was instituted. Swami has shared it. And it is, we take so mentally, breathing in, we follow the breath, so breathing in, we follow the breath mentally, hum, breathing out, so breathing in, hum, breathing out. We think to ourselves, so, so breathing in, h-u-m, hum, breathing out. And we do it as if we have a nose in the center of our chest, which is the heart center, which Swami has indicated to me personally. It allows the heart to open up because that is the gateway to God. So we breathe as if we have a nose in the center of our fourth chakra, the heart center, as Hanuman's is always depicted. So let's begin by Om. Oh, and one thing I must mention, that when the mind wanders, don't be disturbed by it. Don't judge the mind for doing this wandering. Don't criticize yourself for having a monkey mind. We all have monkey minds. That's the human condition. But just gently, easily, and effortlessly come back to so breathing in, hum breathing out. When you notice that you're not thinking so breathing in, hum breathing out. And it's as simple as that. So let's start with three ohms and then we'll meditate together for about ten minutes. Oh. Oh, Aum.
0: Aum
2: We place ourselves lovingly at the lotus feet of our Lord, Bhagavan Sri Sathya Baba. Swami, You are the doer. You are the meditator within us. You are the goal of meditation, and you are the entirety of the process. Please meditate within us and bring us to realization of our oneness with you as God. So now we can follow the breath as so breathing in mentally, and as hum breathing out. It means I am that, that I am. That is God. We're breathing in so, thinking so. We're thinking hum as we breathe out. And we do this as if we have a nose in the center of the chest. We're breathing through this nose in our heart center. Gently, easily, and effortlessly, without criticism or judgment of the mind, bring it back to so breathing in, hum breathing out. again if the mind wanders. Gently, easily, and effortlessly bring the mind back to so bringing in again, when the mind wanders, gently, easily, and effortlessly, bring the mind back to so breathing in through the heart center, hum. Once again, if the mind has wandered, easily, comfortably, and effortlessly, bring it gently back to so breathing in, hum breathing out, as the breath naturally occurs, without criticism or judgment of the mind. of meditation and meditational practice. Let's conclude, keeping the eyes closed for at least two minutes. Let's just be for a moment. Feel what you feel without the so hum and following the breath. Feel what you feel. all meditations according to Swami's teachings we end with a prayer a prayer of your choice personally I like O
1: For this demonstration of Soho meditation, we end the meditation by chanting the Shanti mantra. Om Shanti, 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 Loka, Samastha, Sukhino, Bhavantu. And I think that is what meditation does. It calms our beings completely
2: and peace descends in our being. So did you feel deeper relaxation? Absolutely. So And some peace was there. Yes. This indicates correct meditation. Just those feelings. Some deeper relaxation, some peace. Yeah, you definitely feel very, very relaxed. And uh, the
1: mind is so calm. I think when the mind is calm, the entire
2: anatomy of your body is relaxed. And then you are a different person. And did you notice that when we started this meditation, my ohms were a bit thin and stressed. Mm. But when we ended the meditations, the ohms were fuller and feeling a little deeper. That in of itself is the proof that meditational practice brings greater depth in the moment to an individual. Mm. Even as I had experienced it right here with you now.
1: Absolutely. So Swami guided you into various kinds of
2: meditation? Yes. Like? Many types. Mostly Swami talked to me about meditational practices. That's what He did in the interviews that I had with Him and the opportunities by the grace of God and Swami, of course, Swami's grace. So um, there is soha meditation and that is a basic and simple way to start. After about three to six months of doing soha meditation, if one is starting meditation, then one can go into a little more of the complex forms of meditation. The next one is name and form. So we take Swami's name or the name of any form of God and we visualize Swami's form or the any form of God. Swami so, has mean, said all names are mine, all forms are mine, the one that pleases you most. But you stick with that because the mind functions best in being transcended by sticking to one choice either one name of god one form of god staying with that in a meditational practice so after some time of choosing you stay with that so the name and form works by when the mind thinks about the name then it starts wandering but it can wander to the form and it can visualize the form in all its glory and physical beauty and then it can go back to the name And then, like that, these two rails, Swami said, are the fences on the path to oneness. Name and form. Now, any of these forms of meditation can take you the whole way into oneness of love with God. It's just a choice of what one prefers. Some of them speed it up a little because they bring greater depth of soul-self and the intensity of the meditation brings a greater transcendence of the mind more quickly and staying there in the depths. For instance, there's dharana meditation. Dharana. D-H-A-R-A-N-A. Yeah, dharana meditation. Swami talked about this basically in in 88. And uh, maybe he talked about it before, but I found out about it when he talked in 88. And what he said is, you pick a point of focus And Ramana Maharshi, he said, used to do this. He would pick a star in the sky, in the evening sky, and just look at it with full concentration of the mind. He would just stare at it. So you pick, like, the flame of of the candle or the flame of the jyotid lamp, and then you just look at it with full concentration. Now, the concentration is done by effortless concentration, which means it's relaxed. It's not, like, rigid and, you know stressed. It's very relaxed with love from the heart. And you just look on that and relax into that and just concentrate on that. That will bring one-pointed focus to the mind, and that brings greater ability to control the mind in daily living and in meditational practice. Then after that, there's jyoti meditation, of course. We all know about jyoti, the light meditation that Swami has. Uh, shared and shared directly with Dr. Hislop, Dr. Jack Hislop, back in the 1970s. And probably he shared it with others before that, but that's when we found out about it. And Swami has said that this meditational form, which I'm not going to elaborate on here in depth, but you can read about it, is using the mind like a thorn to get out the thorn of the mind. So it engages the mind in sublime, concentrative practices that allow the mind to keep its focus on divine-inspiring thoughts. And in that way, purifying the heart, the mind, the senses, the body, and transcending the mind as well through the visualization of light, the light of God, the light of love, in everything and everyone, everywhere. And once this imaginative visualization is practiced, even the first time, it effectively brings reality to the consciousness of the individual meditating practitioner or devotee. The first time I read about jyoti meditation, I sat down in front of a candle flame. This was in 1973, about 1973. I read Swami's meditational practices, and. I did concentration on a flame, then I closed my eyes, I brought it into my heart, I started visualizing it purifying my heart, then purifying my body, and all of a sudden, it became vast, and I disappeared into this vast globe of love and light. And it's 1973, I was like a beginning nothing, I mean, I didn't know anything, I got scared. (laughs) And I, I came out a little afraid, what was this, this new experience? Ever since then, I've been trying to get back to that experience. That was a mm. spontaneous gift from Swami. Mm. But in the practice of meditational if practice, if you make an effort, there will be some gift from Swami, some inspiring grace that will lead us on, that will lead you on, to want to do it even more ardently, sincerely, and with greater love and intensity. And then to share that love with all others through the practice of meditation is a valuable thing to do in this world. As you were talking about uh, name and form meditation,
1: I was reminded of the three stages that Swami talks about meditation. You also referred to it earlier. Yes. concentration, contemplation and meditation. And uh, in one discourse, Swami mentioned that concentration is when you fix your gaze in one form. That is concentration. Yes. One pointed attention on that form. When the form Physically moves away after some time, even then, you still look at the form in your mind's eye. Yes, it's still with you. Yes, that is contemplation. That is concentration. Swami said in that discourse, That is contemplation. Oh, the,
2: the fact that the form remains with you, with you in your mind's eye, and you're inspired eye. by that form yes. in the mind's eye. That is yes. the contemplation. That is contemplation.
1: State. Yes, that's true. And then Swami says, Once you are into this exercise for some time, there will come a period when this form gets imprinted in your heart permanently yes that Swami said is meditation that's beautiful and I feel that is uh, so vital now in these changed circumstances because all we have to do is internalize Swami's image internalize Swami's love internalize Swami's uh, darshans yes If we can spend every day, 10 minutes, just seeing in our mind's eye the darshan of Swami and then keeping that experience alive in our hearts for as long a period as possible. Yes. If there is a spare moment, our mind should automatically go back to that state when you are having darshan of Swami. If we can reach that state, I think that is what will keep us tuned to God all the time. We will become a channel of His love. And that is what is
2: meditation. That is beautiful. And Swami has said that meditation should not be just 20 to 30 minutes once or twice a day. That meditation should be 24-7. 24 hours, 7 days a week. We are thinking about and being with God in our heart as Swami has given us these darshans for so many years and all the experiences that we've had so many people have had so much, and some have had more than others, but that doesn't matter because it is all within us the same. Oneness with God, 100% inner, 100% outer. But in these memories that we have of Swami giving us this darshan, if we value those memories and think upon those memories and contemplate upon those memories, they are not memories anymore. They have now become the seed of God growing within us. It has transcended the mind, and it is permanently established in the heart. And as such, our hearts expand with oneness of love, and we become what Swami has gifted us by being here on this earth. He has said, my life is my message, now your life is my message. You are embodiments of the Divine as I am. And that's what happens when we take these memories of darshan and value them as deeply as you are describing. Wonderful. We will never miss Darshan again and we eventually will
1: become the love, the pure love that he is and he wants us to become. It was wonderful talking to you Mr. Allen. I think uh, in this conversation you have shared with us very important ideas, thoughts as well as given as a demonstration of how to practice this powerful spiritual practice in our life and become what Swami wants us to become beacons of love
2: thank you very much for your time and thank you very much Jay Sairam thank you Swami for giving us your life here on earth Sairam You
0: just heard a conversation with Dr. Alan Levy, a practicing modern psychoanalyst from Westport, Connecticut, USA. This was yet another episode of our series, Trist with Divinity, where we offer you stories of people who have been touched by his love. This conversation was recorded in the studios of Radio Psy in August 2011 share your feedback on this program by writing to listener at radiosci.org and to listen to another episode of this series Trist with Divinity please tune in at the same time same day next week Thank you and side